I want to be proactive before I have tax issues. Let, let me be proactive and let me get myself organized. And this is the case in everything, right? With our health. Like before yeah. I have health issues, let me make healthy choices so I am proactive about my physical health or my mental health or my spiritual health. And in this case, my financial health. Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. Ladies, welcome back to Linking Arms. I am joined by one of our sponsors, our supporters, a beautiful sister in Christ, Ms. Sherry Borshoff, uh, who is an Indiana stats expert, actually. And so I thought today we'd do this a little different. Usually we talk about the emotional, the spiritual, the mental. Today, I want to talk about the practical. I want to talk about uh, taxes and accounting. And I know this isn't the hottest, sexiest topic in the world. But I think we have somebody who has a ton of wisdom. And so this is really geared to that small business owner. Um, and we're going to just ask Sherry some, some accounting questions. And I came up with a list of questions that I thought would be beneficial for anybody who specifically is that small business owner. And so Sherry, thank you for being here. And thank you for blessing us with your wisdom. It's my pleasure. And why don't you just start by just telling us just a little bit about you as a woman. Um, I know that you're married and just tell us a little bit about your family and we'll dive right in. I've uh, been married for 31 years. Yes. Uh, we have two daughters. Um, our oldest daughter is in China. Yes. She teaches at a private school there and um, it's been difficult because I haven't seen her in person for a few years, especially since COVID. There's no travel in and out of that country that's easy so um we have to just use video chat and stuff like that and you know so I can't wait until the day that I can finally see her in person her. I bet yeah. I bet yeah that would be really hard well you're um, known as Indiana's tax expert and I'm just so grateful that you're willing to kind of just answer some common questions that people have. And so I have a couple of questions and if we can kind of dive right into the content. Um, and I think what I want to start with is just, let's start with just some best practices. If you had to give people some best practices as it pertains to taxes, to accounting, what would some of those look like? What would they be? Number one is uh, you're never too small to have a bookkeeping method. Okay. Uh, I always, I promote the QuickBooks online yes. method. There, there are several different flavors of that. So um, I wholesale it. Uh, I can do it for as little as like $18 a month, you know, or it, it can go higher because the, like I said, there are several different levels of that. And it all depends on what the small business owner wants and needs. 
are. Um, secondly, uh, keep all of your receipts and invoices, contracts, not only between you and your vendors, but you and your clients. Um, just it's good record keeping. Records need to be kept for a minimum of seven years. A uh, digital receipt is looked at, at by the IRS as a, an original. So, and QuickBooks makes that easy. There's an app built in to, if you subscribe to QuickBooks Online, you can download the QuickBooks Online app to your smartphone and there's a, a snap receipt, which is a, a feature in that. And there's also a mileage log. So I get on my soapbox about that second piece or that third piece is the receipts are always important and the mileage log is a ma of major importance. So and QuickBooks does a lot of that, right? There's an they help option you with a lot of that. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not some work that the small business owner has to do to use those features. Obviously, you have to remember, say you're out to dinner with a client or a colleague, you have to remember to write that client or colleague on that receipt and then snap a picture of it, you know? So there's always an action that the small business owner needs to take to make that work for them. But yes, those features are there. And uh, so one of the questions that I'll often get asked by clients is, can I just give you my beginning mileage for the year and my ending mileage for the year? And my standard answer is no. Okay. Because I've been in too many audits where I'm representing a client before the IRS that if the um, client doesn't have a mileage log that is compliant with what that IRS auditor is looking for, they're going to disallow all of your all of your vehicle expenses, which is often a pretty large expense for a small business owner, especially in some of the trades businesses. So, um, it becomes a very important piece. Of... Got it. Got it. That's great. That's, that's, um, that's good. Let me ask some more, like, let me kind of shift us a little bit and let's talk about equity and just like balance sheets. I know that was something that we had talked about earlier. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that? Well, it's important if you're going to do your own bookkeeping and not hire an expert or a company to help you do your bookkeeping. Um, it's very important that you educate yourself on what the difference between the balance sheet and the income statement is first and foremost. Okay. Um, and I could educate you here, but then it'd be a much longer conversation. Yes. Yes. We want to keep it high level because we want to keep the ladies engaged. It's so hard, right? Because you yeah. start talking finances and taxes and it's like, I kind of zone out, right? So well, nothing can make you mental like tax, you know. <laughs> it's like right. most people are like, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than do what I you mean, do. And that's but, why I'm uh, grateful that you do what you do because I don't want to do what you do, but I'm grateful that you do. And I can just come to you and ask the questions and have you do the the things that need to get done, right? But so 
Yeah, so keep the, going. So the question about equity, it's very, very, very important that you know what your equity is in your business. Okay. Uh, and that is a function that the balance sheet tells you. Okay. Uh, if you have an accurate balance sheet, sure. it will tell you. And that kind of helps us determine what you can take out of your business as, say, a draw or a distribution. Yeah. And have it not be a taxable event because it's considered at that point, if you have a lot of positive equity in, in your balance sheet, um, you know, say you have a hundred thousand dollars of equity, you can take up to a hundred thousand dollars out of your business and have that be considered return of capital. I never suggest you take all your equity out because you're kind of screwing yourself. Right. But um, that's, and that's very important too um, with exit planning. Um, Well, let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. Cause I want to know, this is, I think a common question. And I know this was a question I've had when you bring on a new employee, would you recommend that you bring them on as a contractor or as an employee? And what is kind of the difference there? Um, I question my answer to that question is always when a client asks me that is it depends, Sure. you know, how do you want that employee to work for you? Okay. If, you, if you're asking that employee to come into your office space every day yeah. from, say, nine to five and do a set number of tasks for you during the day and use your computers and your equipment, okay. which is good for security, yeah. you know, <laughs> of, your da- of your intellectual data in your yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that person is definitely going to need to be set up as an employee. Okay. And yes, employees are more expensive, often more expensive than contractors. Okay. Because you have employer taxes that come into play and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but it's really dictated by the Department of Labor. And okay. I'll often send a, uh, the IRS has a checklist Oh, okay. Um, like on irs.gov. Okay. I'll often send a copy of that checklist to the client who's asking me the question. That's a good resource. Now, a contractor is somebody that you don't dictate to. Like, okay. I'm obviously a contractor. Correct. Um, when people hire me to do bookkeeping, we do it all here in-house. We use our software that we've subscribed to for the client business. We use our employees who do the monthly bookkeeping. There there has to be somebody usually at the client's office who's responsible for taking those pictures of the receipts and uploading those to QuickBooks and um, just getting us the data that we need to answer the questions that we're going to have. Otherwise, we're going to bug the crap out of you with what was this for? What was this sure. for? Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. So um, communication is key there, but uh, we're obviously contractors uh, because you, you don't tell us other than, you know, we have an agreement that by this day, each week, you can look at your financials if 
you're so inclined. And sadly, there are a lot of small business owners that don't look at their financials as often as I would like them to. Sure. Uh, I always offer a quarterly meeting to all my clients. That's a good idea to to have that quarterly meeting because then it forces you to look at your financials. It does. You know, it gives you a lot of info. We just want to do what we're what we want to do, right? Well, we want to do what we're called to do, what whatever service or whatever product that we feel led to like give to this world. We don't really want to be looking at all the numbers and the details. That's not our jam. And then that's that's why I do what I do yeah. by and large, is so that you can go out and do what you love doing, what you're yeah. good at, that you make money at. Yes. And let us do all of the compliance stuff on the back end, keep up with your uh, bookkeeping and your payroll, make sure your bookkeep, your uh, taxes are paid, um, make sure, especially the the payroll taxes. Financial protector, essentially, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Financial protector. Somebody said I should dress up like Wonder Woman (laughs) or I love that. And, you know, you know, we need but, that. We need that as business um, owners. We need that financial protector because we're not thinking about it. And that's what I love when you said that quarterly meeting. It's kind of like forced time to look at my stuff and to manage. The and most because yeah. I can't run my business, right? And other people can't run their business if there aren't if the finances aren't organized and managed and there. Like you need to have a pulse on those finances and you have to be protected financially. I love that, that you do that. Um, can I ask, I want to shift us a little bit. If, if I had to ask you probably our last question is how can people grow their business? Do you have any advice or any thoughts about that from your experience? Well, cash flow is king. Okay. And don't confuse cash flow with income, you know? Okay. I do get questions from clients. Well, I have X number of dollars in my bank account at the end of the year. How come I didn't make that much on my income statement? Okay. Well, you're confusing cash flow with income. Okay. Income is what you have left after you tally all the revenue for the year and you tally all of the expenses for the year. And often there are tax uh, adjustments made for things like mileage versus um, cost of operating the vehicle. You know, mileage usually that that usually wins wins the day as far as expense goes. Um, depreciation, things like that, come into play. Yeah. Um, but so, if you want to grow your business, first of all, you have to have your pulse on the financial life of your business. You do, you do. Which is by and large what bookkeeping is meant to do as well as have you ready for tax compliance and tax season. Um, But I often will recommend to my business owners that if, if they're looking at, like they're sitting on a precipice and I'll get this, uh, I feel like there's something bigger that I can step to. I just don't know how to step to it. Okay. Hire somebody who's a business coach that specializes in whatever business you're in. Yep. Um, They're usually not hard to find or determine who that 
could be. I network a lot, so I meet them all the time. Sure. Um, but if they specialize in, like, say you're in the restaurant business or, or you're in the car repair business or something in that area, yeah. then somebody who is a business coach who specializes in that business will have all the metrics okay. to compare your business to. That's good. Yep. I like the, not just get a coach, but get somebody who's like, really their specialty is your niche because then not only are they going to help you grow your business, but they're going to have those metrics and they're Mm going to help you with that. And then I also really appreciated the the fact of like, Hey, the, the, you having a pulse on your financial health of your business is how you're going to grow your business because you don't know if you're not measuring it, if you're not keeping track of it and you can't really truly grow it. So, and you know, we could spend hours drilling you with all kinds of questions, but I think we can kind of shift out here and just say, thank you for your time and your wisdom. I can tell you are very, very good at what you do. And I'm grateful for what you do because we need you in this world and I can't do what you do. (laughs) Um, And I know many business owners will feel the same way. Is there anything else that you'd want to say to our listeners or our business owners, whether it has to do with taxes or accounting or anything else that's coming up for you as we wrap this up? I would say, um, and this is sound self-serving, but I would say uh, hire an expert Yes. Before it gets too far into the weeds and then you find yourself, you know, trying to get that small business loan and you don't have accurate financial statements or you're trying to um, get out of, of tax debt. You know, a lot of folks don't realize that those quarterly estimated taxes are kind of a prerequisite if you you are a small business owner. Yeah. Um, So, you know, get somebody who can, can keep you up on, on getting those paid and paid on time. So you don't have to incur penalties and pay more than you have to. And Uh, and getting from that. And I want to like, I think this is such a big point is to be proactive versus reactive. Exactly. It's exactly. kind of like, hey, I want to be proactive before I have tax issues. Let, let me be proactive and let me get myself organized. And this is the case in everything, right? With our health. Like before yeah. I have health issues, let me make healthy choices so I am proactive about my physical health or my mental health or my spiritual health. And in this case, my financial health. So I love that. Um, so, yeah, you're going to pay a lot more for it. If you're reactive, then you would like everything else proactive, just like our health, you know? right? Yeah. Just like everything else in life. So I love that. And again, we could spend so much more time, but I think we're kind of at that a lot of time. And I know I kind of shifted us quickly and, and kind of stepped, mm-hmm. you know, talked a little bit over you. So I apologize for that, but I wanted us to get as much from you as we possibly could that the ladies and the listeners really can walk away with. So Sherry, well, hopefully thank you. it was beneficial. Uh, it's my great. pleasure. 
This was great. Um, and we'll make sure we include Sherry's information in our um, text. So if you want to find her, because you work with local clients in Indiana, but you'll also work with out of area clients. Is that accurate? Yeah, right? I work all over the United States. Okay, that's great. Um, because we have listeners all over. So um, we'll make sure we include all of that information. And I will tell you, for those of you who listen, this is an, we are a nonprofit organization. And so uh, we don't charge our women for any of our services in the way that we have been able to sustain our nonprofit and to serve women and provide free coaching and free groups and all the content and, and the care is through supporters. And Sherry, you have been truly one of our most faithful, consistent, generous supporters, both as a business owner and personally. And so for those of you women out there who want to give back to those who support women, I will tell you, there is nobody better than, than Sherry. Um, so thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. We'll catch you next time. Remember, you are loved. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.